the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, B. Benaderet, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. The music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Remember that fairy story in which the brownies came into the shoemaker's shop every night and did the shoemaker's work for him? Well, you know, there's a touch of that brownie business in the way Johnson's glow coat keeps your linoleum sparkling and clean. It's true, you do a little of the work yourself, you apply glow coat to your floor. But while your back is turned and you go about your other work, glow coat dries to a beautiful lasting wax polish all by itself, almost like that brownie magic. There's no rubbing or buffing at all. With Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, you simply apply and let dry. And it's so easy to keep your linoleum and other floors clean and bright with glow coat. Dirt and spilled things can be wiped up in no time from the shining, wax-polished surface. But look, for a really lasting shine, be sure to ask for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. This is the day of Wistful Vista's big football classic, the game between Wistful Vista Prep and unbeaten Mohawk military. And the squire of number 79 has invented a new play which should turn the trick this year for the local heroes. He's still working on it. As we meet, Fibber McGee and Molly. Now then, let me see. Webster centers the ball to Adams. Adams snaps it to Freed. Freed fakes a lateral to Bodkin. Bodkin to Seacrest. Heavenly days, McGee. Are you still working on that football play? You said it, babe. I got a gimmick worked out here that'll make football history. Maybe you haven't read the papers, dearie. Hmm? The sports writers all say that our chances are slimmer than the flagpole. Ah, pata. Them sports writers. What do they know about football? There's a dad ratted busy running an adjective down a broken field of infinitives. They don't know a double wing back from a coffee formation. Don't you mean a tea formation? Tea, coffee, buttermilk. They still don't know. <laughs> now, you see, when the ball is out of play on the 20-yard line... Now, look, sweetheart. Don't get technical with me. Huh? I don't understand football. Well, all you got to do... I'll mom. never know why 22 men can get so excited about booting the skin of a pig down 100 yards of frozen real estate. While 10,000 pot-bellied alumni slap each other with chrysanthemums. <laughs> You mean you don't want to see this game today? Why, I wouldn't miss it for all the corn and radio. It's taking in a lot of territory. <laughs> you better not miss it either, because this new play I worked out is going to make me famous. Remember when I went to the big football rally last week? Yes. Well, when I walks in and tells Coach McHale about my new play and how it was going to revolutionize the football racket, you know what he says? What did he say? He says, how'd you get in here again? <laughs> and you said? I says, look, empty helmet. Says. For 15 years, Wistful Vista has had so many goose eggs on the scoreboard, you could make an omelet big enough to co cover Australia. <laughs> and he says, so what? A good question. Hmm. 
So I explained the play to him. And he got so excited about it, he didn't know what he was doing and had me thrown out. Then he hasn't got the play after all. Yeah, I mailed it to him. Registered mail. That protects me in case I want to get it patented. Well, if you mailed it to him last week, why are you still working on it? Because there's one little angle to it I don't quite understand myself. Oh? It's a very tricky thing. You see, when the... It's for you, McGee. How do you know? I was reading ahead. Oh. <laughs> Hello? McGee speaking. Huh? Oh, Coach McHale. Hi, Pop. Huh? What do you mean you don't understand the play? Well, look, Pop, it's all diagrammed out on page 22. Read the footnotes, read the footnotes and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> footnotes, that is. <laughs> My gosh, Pop, a three-year-old child could understand it. Huh? Okay, call me back anytime. What'd he say? Says he has a, three, has a child, but it's only two years old, so he thinks he'll wait. doesn't want your play, dearie. Oh, he'll want it, all right. I've told it all over town. I sent him the winning play, and if he don't use it today and we get licked, why, he couldn't get a job coaching hopscotch in a nursery school. <laughs> After all the trouble I went to... Come in. Oh, it's Elsie from the beauty parlor. Hello, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hello, Mr. Uh, McGee and Mrs. McGee. I just stopped in to ask you, was your appointment for 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock this afternoon? Because we're closing at noon on account of the football game. Oh, my goodness, Elsie. I forgot to call and cancel it. We're going to the game, too. Thanks for reminding me. You like football, Elsie? No, but I got to go because my cousin Pete's on the team. Pete Beelman. What position does he play, Elsie? Oh, bent over like this with his elbows on his knees. <laughs> well, personally, I like most sports, Elsie, but I'll confess I don't know much about football. You know, I'll be glad when we all have tele television sets so I can sit at home and not turn it on. Oh, I don't know much about it either, Mrs. McGee. But when I was in high school that year, I had to go to the games because I played a cornet in the school band. Really, Elsie, a cornet, huh? Yeah, for 12 months. I had more breath stuck in my face than a sentry at the Navy Yard. <laughs> I finally had to give it up. But why? My upper lip got to swell up. I could kiss the mailman through the letter slot. <laughs> well, I've got to go close up the shop and pick up my tickets. Uh, pardon me, girls. Can I cut in now? <laughs> Certainly, dearie. Uh, where are you sitting, Elsie? Thanks. We're on the 50-yard line. Oh, that's too bad, Mr. McGee. I'm going to be in the grandstand. <laughs> well, maybe I'll see you out at the tedium. You mean stadium, Elsie. Tedium means it's wearisome. Honey... You said it. <laughs> For me, even with the chrysanthemum as a premium, the tedium in a stadium is maximum. <laughs> Goodbye. Billy Mills and the orchestra, and you'll keep coming back like a song.
on, let me see. Buellman here. Kimmick over here. Botkin over here. McGee, what are you doing with all the salt and pepper shakers? I'm working out some more details on my new football play. These two salt shakers are the guards, and the yeah. peppers are the ends. Mustard and ketchup are the tackles, and them two Bermuda onions are the halves. Who's the sugar bowl? Buddy Cole, the quarterback. Very sweet little player. <laughs> I hope it doesn't rain and make him lumpy. But the weather forecast is... Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. It's nice to see you. Thank you, my dear. And good day to you, duck shape. <laughs> Hi, stork trapper. <laughs> hey, you know anything about football? Not enough to discuss it with strangers, one of which, if I'd any luck, you would still be to me. <laughs> I wish you'd write that sentence out for me sometime, Doctor. I think you dislocated a predicate. <laughs> Never had a predicate. <laughs> the reason I asked, Doc, is that I worked out the winning play for this game this afternoon. I'd explain it to you, but I, if I thought you'd understand it, but you never done anything more athletic than fasten your galluses. That's interesting, coming from you, Lard Pale. <laughs> Why, you can't even lean over and touch your knees without bending the floor. You never booted the pigskin as a boy, Doctor? When he was a boy, there wasn't any pigs in this country, Molly. Just moose and buffalo. As a matter of strict fact, I did play football, Melon Belt <laughs> I was a fullback Fullback, that I believe You're as full in the back right now as no. McGee, now stop it uh... Are you going to the game, Doctor? Yes, I'll be on the bench with the players, my dear I'll spend the afternoon looking at more bad knees than a fiddler in a burlesque house <laughs> Too bad you'll be on duty, Doctor. I imagine Latrivia will be there with his own little Fifi Tremaine. With whose little own who? I'm only quoting Latriv now, Doc. The way he told it to me. Now, was, McGee, don't start. He that. said you got as much chance of snaring Fifi as a blindfolded Bulgarian with the seven-year itch and a busted garter riding a high-wheeled bicycle across quicksand in a 40-mile gale. <laughs> Them's his very Oh, words. he said that, did he? Well, by George, if I set my... Answer it, Gargles. All right. Hello, Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Adrian. No, 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 you're not bothering me a bit. Yes, the RX is the same. That's right. M5 caps number 12, Sig 1, Q4H. But don't mention it, Doctor. That was Dr. Goodman, a young man I've taken under my wing. Mm, that's a lucky break for him, it seems to me. Oh, most of the new boys make out all right. As I always say, all a young doctor needs is patience and fortitude. Patience and fortitude, eh? Yes, he needs the fortitude until he can get some patience. <laughs> See you later. Now, when you get through with those salt shakers and things, dearie, please put them away. And what'd you need the horseradish for in that lineup? Well, I worked out a play for the four horsemen once. It was... Why, we're doing a nice business today, aren't we? <laughs> Must be Coach McHale. McGee speaking. Oh, hi, Pop. A little question, eh? What happens after the fake lateral and the triple wingback? Hold the phone while I look at the diagram, Pop. Let's see, where is it? Oh, here it is. Uh, hello, Pop. Antenna throws to ground wire. He passes to tone control. Hold it, hold it, McGee. Huh? That's the wiring diagram for the radio. <laughs> oh, hey, Pop. Uh, hello? Hello? Hmm, cut off. 
My goodness, I hope this play of yours works, Terry. It sounds so complicated to me. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Come in. Hi, Junior. You going to the game this afternoon? Sure, I'll be there. The least I can do while Prep is getting killed is cheer for them. Oh, don't you worry about Prep, Junior. They got a play of mine that Coach McHale is going to use in the last quarter to win with. It's in the bag. Well, I'm glad somebody thinks so. I went to an alumni luncheon yesterday, and they were pretty gloomy. What'd you do at the luncheon, Mr. Wilcox? Ate. Oh. <laughs> and I uh, talked, of course. I was one of the main speakers. You were, Junie? I was supposed to be, but they didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was very nice. I really got the women all pepped up about going to the game. Just the women, Mr. Wilcox? Yes, men all go to football games automatically, but a lot of housewives feel that they shouldn't neglect their housework that long. And that's where I came in. Yeah, and this is where I came in, too, 13 years ago. (laughs) Were they ever pepped up when I told them how to do their housework better and ever so much quicker with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat? Yeah. Told them how they could handle everything and still have plenty of time to go to the game. Yeah, we know that. I explained how they could simply apply Johnson's self-polishing glow coat to their kitchen linoleum and other floor coverings before the game, and by the time they get their noses powdered, they'd have a bright, gleaming, wax-protected floor. And I also pointed out... Look, Waxy. Yeah. You got your tickets to the game yet? No, but I... Here's a couple of press passes for you. Better take them right down and get them okayed. Gee, that's swell. I love to get in places free. (laughs) Thanks, pal. He's spoiled. Been coming in here free all these years. Where'd you get those passes to the game, McGee? They aren't for the game. They're press passes. With those passes, he can get his pants pressed twice at Harvey Knox's. We'll give you a fit tailor shop. Well, I had to get him out of here some way. I got a lot of work to do. Hey, what time is it? About half past. Oh, I just about got time to go over this play once more. Now and then, let me see. Come in. Oh, oh, McGee, it's the mayor. Hello, Your Honor. Hi, Latriv. You going to the game? Naturally, McGee. I never miss a game. Look, Latriv, here's a tip. Keep your peepers peeled in the last quarter. Coach McHale has got a trick play of mine that'll make them two-bit Eisenhowers from Mohawk military look silly. Really? Tell the mayor about it, dearie. No, don't. Please. I want to be surprised. Hmm. You will be, kiddo. Now, here's the play. Now, get this. Bodkin gets the ball, see? Fakes a lateral to Kursky. Kursky snaps it to Pacheco. Pacheco to Kimmick. Kimmick drops back and... Excuse me. Hello? McGee's... Oh, hi, Pop. Huh? Well, did you study the diagrams? What do you mean you can't follow the play? I used a ballpoint pen. <laughs> what say, Pop? Oh, sure. You betcha. Be glad to. Okay, Pop. He wants me up in the announcer's booth, Molly, to describe the play over the radio. Well, this ought to be quite a clam bake. And I don't mean clam McCarthy. <laughs> you familiar with football, Latrib? Ever play it? Yes, for Harvard. Heavenly oh. days. You played football for Harvard? How I was, thrilling. Yeah, I was told once I'd make a great A&M player. You mean Texas A&M? No, absent-minded and muscle-bound. <laughs> of course, it was just a rib, but I took it big. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, uh, tell us about playing for Harvard. Oh, it's nothing, really. Although I'll never forget the end of my first season when the coach gave us our letters. What? He held your letters till the end of the season? Did you complain to the postal authorities? No. Why should I? Oh, my goodness, holding up a person's mail like that. I didn't say he held up our mail. I said at the end of the season, when we got our letters... Suppose one of them letters had been from your mother, Latrell. Why, sure. There she was, watching for the mailman every morning with tears in her big blue eyes. 
wondering why her son at Harvard never answered her letters. Well, it's enough to make a body cry. I declare Please. I... <laughs> Please. I was not talking about letters that come in the mail. These were letters to sew on a sweater. Ah, oh, I'll bet your mother would have been proud to know you'd done that, Matriz. Her boy. <laughs> Loved her so much he sewed her letters on his sweater. I didn't say she sewed a sweater to my sweater. My maid never sweat. Uh, look, now, I said... Now, me. now, now, don't get excited, Mr. Mayor. Let's give it a chance, old man. <laughs> Calm down. Now then, if it isn't too personal, what was in the letter she sent you that you sewed onto your sweater? It was not a letter. Hmm? I mean, it wasn't anything she sent. Well, you should... It was the end of the football season. Yeah. The coach called the squad together. He had all our letters. That's exactly said, what... Please! <laughs> he called me forward. And you are. Here, Latrivia, he said, here is a letter for you. I give you this in the fair name of Harvard. And he gave me age. Oh, my. <laughs> Watch your language around my wife, Latrib. Let us not bring the language of the locker room into the presence of a lady who... I wasn't locking any user language in a wife of your presence. <laughs> I mean, when the coach gave me age, he... When he had a letter... A uh, letter... I said earlier that the latter letter was a little... A letter... A looter... A little... A little... I... McGee? <laughs> yes? May I show you a play we used against Cornell in 1919? Oh, please do, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, let's see it, Latrip, but hurry up. We've got to get going to the stadium. Very well. Say my hat is the ball. You're the center. Crouch over the ball. Like this? Yes. Ah, you look like a mama ostrich getting up for a stretch. <laughs> now then, bend over a little farther. That's it. Now here's the kick. <coughs> oh! Hey, what's the idea? The trivia three, McGee nothing. Good day. <laughs> Kickoff, and here come those four horsemen, the King's Men, toting the ball for dear old Winsaki. Buckle down, Winsaki, buckle down. You can win, Winsaki, if you buckle down. If you break their necks, if you make them wrecks, you can break the hex, so buckle down. Make them run, Winsaki, make them run. You can win, Winsaki, if you load your gun. If you don't give in, take it on the chin. You are bound to win if you will only buckle down. Buckle down, you can lose if you refuse to buckle down. You can sure get hurt, you can lose your shirt. You will hit the dirt if you refuse to buckle down. Hail in wherever you may be. All American alma mater, hail to thee. Thy heroes brought thee glory. They wrote their names in blood. And departing left behind them half their faces in the mud. So hail in 
the symbol of the great. No single state will claim you, but you claim all forty-eight. Oh, give him the X, the X, the X. Give him the X, the X. Knuckle down, win socky, knuckle down. You can win, win socky if you buckle down. If you mow them down, if you go to town. You can win, you can win. Buckle down and win. Knuckle right down to it, buckle right down there and Gosh, what a climb. Why don't they put an elevator to that dad ratted broadcast booth anyhow? Well, I don't know, but I'm just... Me too. Phew. Now we're almost there. I've got to stop and rest a minute, Kitty. My ears just popped again. (laughs) So this is what they mean by the higher education. Yeah. Hey, look who's sitting away up here, Molly. Wallace Wimple. Oh, yes. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. What are you doing sitting away up here? Can you see anything? Not as long as I keep my back turned, Mr. McGee. I hate football. You hate it, Mr. Wimple? Yes. Every time I see those great big tackles hit those teensy-weensy quarterbacks, all my old injuries hurt all over again. And some of the new ones, too. Oh, did you play football, Mr. Wimple? No. These bruises are natural. I'm married. <laughs> but look, why'd you come here if you don't like football, Wimp? You hiding from your wife again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like a bottle of mint sauce, Mr. McGee. Why, Mr. Wimple? Oh, I'm always on the lamb. <laughs> Well, she'll never find you here, Wimp. My gosh, look at the mob in here. This football's getting really big business, you know what? My Uncle Sycamore's made a lot of money out of football, you know. Out of football, McGee? Sure, he raised football-cured pigs. Used to throw rocks at them all day so they'd grow up pebble-grained. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it, kids? My gosh, pebble-grained leather is what Ain't they... funny, McGee. It ain't? That's odd. <laughs> I rather liked it. <laughs> Well, thanks, Wimp. We see you after the game. I don't think so, Mr. McGee. I'm leaving early to pick up my little doggy. Oh, have you got a dog, Mr. Wimple? What kind? I'm getting it today, Mrs. McGee. It's a chihuahua. Oh. A chihuahua? My gosh, Wimp, they're only six inches long. I know, Mr. McGee. <laughs> but with big me and little him, there'll be room for both of us in the doghouse. <laughs> well, <clears throat> see you later. Uh, pardon me, madam. You're sitting on my Hershey bar. Now, come on, Molly. Let's get up to that broadcast booth. Can't you? Oh, here we are. And there they are lining up for the kickoff, ladies and gentlemen, as the annual classic between Wistful Vista Prep and Mohawk Military gets underway. Mohawk is going to kick... Shapiro is holding. Hey, bud, I'm Fever McGee, and this is my wife, Mrs. McGee. How do you do, I'm sure. Oh, yes, Mr. McGee, we've been expecting you. Yeah. Coach McHale said you're the only one who can explain this play of yours. Right. You see, Buckborough centers the ball to Joyce shh, and goes... Shh, shh, We're on the air. We are? 
There's the kick, folks. It's a beautiful boot for the 10-yard line. Gentlemen, what a game. Not a goal line cross for three quarters, and just a few minutes ago, Mohawk took advantage of a lucky break to push across the only touchdown of the game. My gosh, why don't they use my play? I told Michaela. Quiet, to listen, dearie. Anything can happen now, folks. Wistful Vista's ball in the Mohawk 20. Hmm. First down, and. Wait a minute. Coach McHale's getting ready to try a play that's never been seen on any gridiron before. Yeah, that's mine, bud. That's mine. Hey, hey, give me the phone. Wait, me... dearie. Yeah. Let the man finish. Oh, wow, what a formation. The ends are playing back. The backs are on the end. The tackles are guarding the guards. That's right. Say, just a minute. We've got the man who invented this strange-looking maneuver right here in the broadcast booth to describe his own play to you. Mr. Fibber McGee. Thanks, bud. Fibber McGee speaking, folks. You know, people often ask me where I learned so much about football. (laughs) Well, sir, it all goes back to when I was a mere lad in Peoria. An ordinary boy, from all appearances, playing football McGee, with... McGee, the... the play! It's starting! Huh? Oh, there it goes, folks! Whistle Vista's ball! DeGrazio snaps the ball to Kelly, who fakes a pass to Kavash and throws it to Clark. He hands it to Kimmick. I mean to Fraser. The ball goes to Sear, who fakes to Johnson, or Stoltz, or, or Dumont. Hamer, that is... I mean... Uh, hey, what's going on down there, bud? <laughs> Why did they all stop running? They must be tired, dearie. Ladies and gentlemen, the players were all running around in circles down there in the field, executing this complicated play, when suddenly everyone stopped. I don't quite know what's going on, but... Uh-oh, the officials are in a huddle. Wait a minute, here's a message from the field. My gosh, that's not the way I had that play rolled out. I didn't tell them to stop. They should ought to keep Your on. attention, football fans. This one you won't believe. Football history has been made here today. You hear that, Molly? I made history. So did Benedict Arnold. Listen. That play, that play was so deceptive, so complicated, that right down there on that field in the middle of the game, they've lost the ball! (laughs) Nobody, nobody knows where it went. They're searching the players. The referee, the referee, there he is calling for the rule book. And, and here goes the gun. The game is over, and Mohawk military wins six to nothing. Oh, my gosh. Molly. Well, dearie, that's your play. Oh. Shall we go see Coach Michaela? Oh. McGee, wait a minute. Where are you going? Come on, down the back way. Look at those goalposts. What's the matter? Are they tearing them down? No, they're throwing a rope over them. Let's get out of here. I was reading in a current magazine today that the trend these days is more and more toward light-colored woodwork. That's fine, but nice as it is, light woodwork can be a headache. Fingerprints do show up on it, and dirt seems to come from nowhere. That's one good reason why you like Johnson's Cream Wax. With Cream Wax, you don't have to use harsh cleansers or even soap and water to clean your light woodwork. This creamy white liquid removes dirt instantly. It also adds a shining wax luster to the surface. Dust and dirt can't cling to this dry, smooth, cream-waxed finish. Fingerprints don't stick so readily either. So, with just an occasional application of Johnson's Cream Wax, your light woodwork is always clean and sparkling bright. You'll also want to use Johnson's Cream Wax on your furniture and white kitchen equipment. Its gleaming luster doesn't fade or get dull as oil polishes do. Try it, won't you? Johnson's Cream Wax. There's nothing like it. 
Give me another pencil, Molly. Here, McGee. Thanks. Now, let me see. If Pacheco snaps the ball to Kersky, Kersky fakes a pass to Bielman, Bielman pivots and flips to Kavash, Kavash to... Dead rat, that dead rat. What's the matter, Danny? Oh, I lost that ball again. Well, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Black Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>